Hi, this is Jason McCarthy at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the first Wickham Wanderers show of the season, although we were in last week, so strictly speaking, even that's not true. I hope you're well, I hope you're looking forward to the big kickoff of the new campaign, which of course gets underway at Adams Park on Saturday with a visit of Exeter City. We'll be previewing that. We'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield, of course, prepares to start his first full season in charge after making nine new summer signings. We'll be hearing from one of them, Richard Keogh. Uh, Jack Grimmer joins us as well, who is uh, the second longest serving uh, current player as well. Uh, really looking forward to chatting to him. Uh, we had him on the first show before the start of last season, so it's sort of tradition now as well. Uh, Phil joins us in a few moments' time as well for our uh, pre-match briefing. There was a brief suggestion that he might be uh, in a different part of the show, but we thought, no, keep him where he is. He'll be happier that way. Uh, also, of course, if you uh, caught his uh, Ringing the Blues, which is uh, now going to be live on Wickham Sound on a Tuesday, uh, then he caught up with a number of members of the 1887, the fan group who are looking to improve the atmosphere at Adams Park on match days. So we'll be hearing uh, some of that. We'll catch up with Ryan as well uh, from the ticketing office at Adams Park. And also, he's the uh, supporter liaison officer as well. Uh, lots to cover with him, uh, including uh, the fact that the club are getting out into the community and uh, sending speakers from all different departments uh, from the club to uh, local organisations to talk at uh, perhaps your event uh, perhaps you've got uh, you're, you're involved in some sort of group which would really benefit from uh, that uh, that's on the way I'm trying to think if there's anything else I don't think there's anything else uh, also we'll be telling you about what you can expect during this coming season on the show including uh, more from Wickham Wanderers Women we'll be uh, of course continuing our uh, links with the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association and also in this hour being the uh, first unofficially uh, <laughs> Uh, Wickham Wanderers show of the season we'll be giving you uh, the team's predictions uh, the team working on the show and even myself as well as to where we think <laughs> the Chairboys will finish come the end of the season and by way of a disclaimer I think in, in every year we've done it so far this is the fourth season of the show uh, starting tonight then uh, I think we've been way off each time so please don't take any notice of that too much but uh, we'll, we'll give our predictions and uh, we'll put them on um, well, I don't think we do say what we are normally till the end of the season, actually. Or do we? Can't remember. Anyway, uh, we'll put them on a, a pillar outside and we'll stick them there till the last one of the season and reveal them. Anyway, I don't think that made any sense either. Uh, but for... <laughs> we'll cut that out. That won't be in the podcast version, if you're listening. Oh, apparently it will. Uh, then first, though, uh, let's uh, catch up with Phil, who, uh, of course, will be bringing you full commentary uh, from the game against Exeter on Saturday. Uh, but first, as you can imagine, looking forward to a new season. Yeah, really excited about the start of the season. We all miss the football, don't we, on a Saturday? It's a long season, and maybe the first few weeks of summer were, were nice to kind of grab a breather. But, yeah, Saturdays is football, isn't it? Three o'clock. So, yeah, great to be back at Adams Park this Saturday. And so much change as well. So uh, a lot of unknowns uh, going into this game, which is very exciting as well. So what have you taken from what's happened over the, the past couple of months with the comings and goings and the, and the changes? I think it's been a really good opportunity for the gaffer to kind of really like lay the law down in terms of what who he is as a coach, put his entire philosophy across. I think it was a very awkward stage for him to come in last season. The full pre-season as well gives him a chance to to kind of assess what he's got and he, he was making those plans already but he had to wait for the window to open to, to kind of see what happened. I think there's been so much change, you know, a lot of established players leaving, uh, some the choice of, of the gaffer, some the choice of the player, which has meant that we've had to get more players through the door. The signings have been really exciting. Uh, it's been brilliant to be involved uh, in the announcing of those and seeing the reaction of the fans. And you know, least of all is now, we now need to now discover on Saturday 
what these new ingredients make, what cake do they make, how are we going to play, and what's it going to go like. Uh, so many variables and, and things in football, but it's wonderful to see the club coming together, uh, the fans coming together to improve the atmosphere as well. Maybe the sun might not shine on the opening day of the season because the summer hasn't quite started yet, but it should be great. Wickermondra's at home on the first day of the season. What's not to like? It's the old adage, as fans, we need to be patient. You know, or will we see this new team hitting the ground running and, and be playing a completely different style of football, perhaps? I don't know. I really don't know because every team would have made a lot of changes. Our opponents on Saturday, Exeter City, have made uh, as many, if not more, changes to their playing personnel. So it's very difficult to predict at this stage of the season. I think a lot of fans, we've spoken to a few on Ringing the Blues, and they were saying that, you know, if, if the challenge will be the clicking and the gelling of, of players... Uh, and, and the change of the style, if, if it connects really quickly, then it could be an incredibly exciting season. Or if it takes a bit of time and we need a bit of patience, uh, some fans are saying that, yeah, mid-table could be where we're at and that wouldn't be a disaster or a bad thing. Um, but this is the brilliant thing about this stage of the year because we're all dreaming, aren't we? We all want to be up there in that top six or, dare I say, it, even the top two. It's a very open division. If we can get a bit of luck, stay injury-free... And, and click the younger players can rise to the occasion they can learn off the older ones if they can stay fit we could have a really special season on our hands there's always huge optimism isn't there first game of the season every supporter of every team thinks their team's going to win the league and I guess especially looking out for a particular moment of magic from a, perhaps a new signing or, or just an established player as well yeah and you know I think maybe I've spoken to Rob Keogh too much but if you're going in with the attitude of you think you can't win it then, then what's the point and like I said I think it's a really open division um, yes there's going to be bigger teams with bigger budgets out there but we've proved down the years it's not all about that I'm really excited to see how things have changed I'm looking forward to seeing a new pattern of play on the pitch seeing how that is uh, dealt with and, and I'm going to see how long it takes your position fans to, to stop moaning about it and you've seen you know, many opening games of many seasons and I guess in, in a way there's, you shouldn't really sort of take too much into it, especially if the result doesn't go your way but there's, there's still plenty that, that can be taken from, from those opening exchanges Yeah, you know I'm sure every team would have had not the most ideal preparation. Life isn't like that. We've had a lot of injuries to contend with. We've had stuff to deal with in terms of players coming and going. Um, but you know, the, the positivity around the place and the environment up at the training ground is excellent. So everyone's very buoyant and looking forward to it. And we'll have to see what happens when that whistle goes on Saturday. Uh, I can't wait for, to, to hear it. Uh, from a commentator's point of view, it's a nightmare this time of year because... Like I say, Exeter, I think, have had sort of nine or ten players leaving and then new signings coming in. We've had similar amounts, so uh, it's even more research for me at this stage. But, you know, I'm looking forward to getting my head around that as well. And something really nice for you as well, being in the, the Bill Temple Gantry course and, and looking ahead out at, you know, the, the freshly lane pitch and the, the, the dugouts around the other way as well. Yeah, um, it, it's going to get a bit of getting used to to realise that we've switched to dugouts. It's been a long time the other way round. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good choice by the gaffer. He wanted to be nearer the fans. It makes perfect sense. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing a Jose Mourinho-style run down the touchline when Wickham score. And we were talking about the, the players' preparation, but as you, as you touched on on Ring the Blues as well, the, the fans have been putting in some effort as well. Yeah, and that's super exciting. I think being stuck up in the gantry, sometimes you don't really feel or hear the noise from, from the home terrace quite so much. We read and speak to the fans' thoughts about what's going on there. There were at times at last season where it was really flat. And I think that's not just a Wickham Wanderers problem. I think this is a, a wider football problem after the pandemic, possibly. So, yeah, it's really great that the fans have taken it upon themselves rather than sort of wait 
for the club or someone else to kind of change things for them. They've got no, this is our club. We want to play our part. Uh, and this is what we want to do. So there's going to be banners and flags appearing over the next uh, few home games. And I, I can't wait to see them. And more importantly, I can't wait to hear them as well and hear the chants and the drummers back. And I really hope to see the terrace bouncy. Look, my heart is in the terrace. That's where I first started watching Wickham Wanderers. Um, you know, when my first season tickets, when we moved to Adams Park, I was on the terrace. It was a great place in the 90s. And I look forward to, to, to hearing them again and, and hearing some great chants and, and seeing people have fun because that's what it's all about at the end of the day and we'll hear from the manager later in the show as well but it really feels you know, quite an exciting time for him as well just sort of starting his first full season yeah what a baptism of fire it's been for him but yeah he's done all of his exams and his coaching badges and his UEFA Pro licence you know an enormous amount of work and preparation which you know enormous amount of work is, is a phrase we use with Matt Bloomfield all the time because he's one of the hardest working people I think I've ever seen. And it's been great to see him applying all of that and, and dealing with all the things thrown in front of him. And yeah, and his sort of relentless sort of upbeat positivity and and creating the, the right environment. You know, it's been, a, it's been a real joy to watch him at work. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the fruits of his labour. And especially, I think, obviously, because he's been here such a long time as well. You know, most clubs, when they have new managers, it will take them a while to settle. But he obviously knows what he'd like to kind of create here as well. Yeah, I mean, everyone will know his history with this club and you know, the football media as well will always talk about, you know, following a dynasty, which is kind of what it is after after Gareth left after ten and a half years. We've seen in, in other clubs where managers have been there for a long time and had huge periods of success. It's very difficult. But I think in Matt Bloomfield, it's someone who's deeply ingrained in this club. And I think if anybody can have success in this situation, it's him. And yeah, to see the work that he's done you know, and going back to the dugouts, you know, these these changes that you know, they're they're conscious and they're subconscious as well. They're making sure that people are aware of who's the boss here now. And he's done that really, really well. And obviously personally for you as well, it must be really exciting to get get back to get your books back out again and, and get get ready for the games. Yeah, yeah, I've got my multicolored biros all ready to roll and like I say, I've been ahead of the internet learning about all these new players for Exeter City, learning about all these new players for Wickham Wanderers, of course. So, yeah, can't wait to be back in the commentary box. Unfortunately for David Wheeler, he's up there with me, and I say unfortunately because it means he's injured, um, but he's going to be with me on the, the opening day of the, day of the season against one of his former clubs, Exeter City. It's his commentary debut as well, so uh, that should be fun. Uh, but always great to have a player alongside you because they see things so much differently than, than I do as a fan. Uh, and as a commentator so yeah looking forward to that immensely should be a great game uh, looking forward to hearing it good stuff cheers Colin and we'll hear more from Phil a little later on in the show as well who's been catching up with uh, some of those responsible for uh, boosting the atmosphere at the ground this coming season uh, let's now though bring you something uh, more behind the scenes from the club and uh, we'll let uh, the person that we've been speaking to introduce themselves my name's Ryan um, I'm the ticketing and supporter services executive um, for Wickham Wonders Football Club um, I'm also the club support liaison officer, so that means working with the EFL and other EFL football clubs in our league, as well as um, across the other two leagues that participate within the EFL. Um, so just looking out for supporters, helping with any general queries, looking how we can improve the match day experience, and obviously the ticketing side of things, you know, liaising with the home and away supporters for anything ticketing related, and just really support services in general. Everything feeds through to our department and we just help supporters ensure they have the best match day experience as possible. Is it really interesting time to be involved with the ticketing side? Because I think, you know, that it's quite different for fans, isn't it, how they get their tickets as opposed to, say, you know, just even a couple of years ago? 100%. So most clubs now, 
have gone digital. I'd say we, we have changed drastically with our digital experience that we give our supporters from everything to do with not just ticketing, but from marketing, from our commercial hospitality. Everything now is in this digital age. So we have moved with that as well. Away tickets as much as still paper, still allocating pay for tickets, which is still a pain. And a lot of time consumption in my job goes into that. But again, moving into that digital age means supporters experience flows more and we can put different things into a supporters match day experience because it's digital. It must be really interesting as well. Just looking at when people get their tickets, you know, you can still obviously buy a ticket on the on the day of a game or, or you might you might decide quite a few weeks in advance which games you want to go to. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think most people, most Wickham residents will know that we have very limited parking on Cyan's Park. So, you know, there are alternatives to match day parking elsewhere on approach to Adams Park. And, you know, we've done the test ourselves just on a standard 4G connection on your mobile phone. You can walk from the bottom of Hillbottom Road all the way to the top and be at the Adams Park gates and you've paid for your match ticket. So the way that we've changed the digital format of buying tickets is, you know, revolutionary that you can do a five-minute walk and you've already got your match ticket when at the bottom of the road you didn't think you'd be able to get one and i guess as well there must be many challenges you know say for example for, for cup games or or you know if there's quite a short notice for a i don't know maybe a playoff final for example or, or something like that yeah playoff finals we've got experience with them here in the ticket department again like you said there are challenges but you overcome them we are supporters to just be patient with us all the time because, you know, we're always getting details. Some things might change very last minute. But, we, you know, we've just got to think on our feet sometimes and think what's the best way to help us and make sure that we get the information out quickly, but make sure that information is correct for supporters so that they can still have a enjoyable match day experience without any issues. You must get quite common questions from fans as well who, you know, perhaps want to buy tickets separately or need to sit together if they bought a previous ticket or... Yep, we always try and accommodate to as many requests that come in. Um, sometimes, you know, it's understandable that we might not be able to, but it's that we can move tickets up until kickoff. You know, a supporter can come into us on a match day and say that their friends come along, but there's no tickets next to them. We can make sure that all their tickets are accommodated in the same location, whether that means they need to move stand or move to a different block in a certain stand as well. So we're very welcoming, very accommodating to any requests we get before a match day or on a match day. That's fantastic to have that flexibility, isn't it? Because I think supporters perhaps might not be as aware of that as well. Yeah, you know, we try and push it out as much as possible. And again, this all supporters need to do is that all they need to do is contact us and we're more than happy to just advise, give them some extra assistance. Even on a match day, you know, we, we, we don't tend to offer a meet and greet service, but there are occasions where if it's a first-time fan that we know has made us aware that they might be nervous, might not not sure where to go, we put some parameters that ensure that they get to maybe from their, from the car park to their seat in one swift journey and obviously stopping along the way on the various villages, Chairboys Village and the away village maybe in that way as well. Tell us a bit more about the supporter liaison officer role as well. That's really interesting. Yes. Um, so it's something that every club in the EFL is required to have someone in that position to be a supporter liaison officer. I'm only 20 years old. So I've been a Wickham fan since I was about seven. Um, coming to match days every now and again. I was a season ticket holder on the terrace before COVID hit. And then I was just lucky enough to then work within the football club and ever since working my way to this role now as well as along alongside my ticketing that I do on a day-to-day basis. 
It's something that the EFL requires clubs to have. And it's just about having that supporter. If a supporter gets in touch with the club, that there's a representative for that supporter as well as the football club. So it, sometimes it might be an individual that is a supporter. It might be um, sometimes it might be that it's a volunteer. But we as a club, previously it was Matt Cecil, who's our head of media. Again, Wickham fan just like me. So between us all, we all know what we're looking at when looking at the support services side of things. But yeah, it's something that every club has and it's something that every club, I think, should utilise more with supporters and getting out into the local community with them as well. It's really great the role the, the club does play in the community and, and something that you're doing, uh, especially to, to highlight that, is, is getting speakers out to organisations, which is a brilliant uh, opportunity as well to, to pass on you know, the expertise that the club has in, in not only you know, on and, and off the pitch as well. Yes, um, so you know we just recently announced that we're looking to get representatives from multiple departments within the football club. So, for example, the football department, ticketing, retail, uh, media, commercial, um, just out into the Wickham community in different local organisation groups like schools, sports clubs, career fairs. You know, we want to get the Wickham brand out there, but we also want members of the public, maybe current supporters, current fans, to understand that. To get a football match on, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. Not saying that we're forgotten about. People do understand that we are there and that, you know, we are the ones making sure the events and the football matches that we hold at Adams Park go ahead. But just getting out there to get the Wickham brand out there for people to understand who Wickham Wonders are and the people that are the behind the scenes people behind the club. That must be what's so rewarding for yourself and the rest of the, the team behind the team, if you like, that, that, that you know you ensure that, that supporters do have such a good time when they're at Adams Park or when they're interacting with any, any of the other staff. Yes, feedback that we get from our supporters um, is just amazing, especially when they highlight the key staff or key departments that have helped them throughout match day. We got highly rated in our recent EFL family excellence schemes. Again, recognition for our volunteers and our especially our car park staff. They're just brilliant at what they do. Again, happy smiley faces, here to help our supporters, first-time fans in particular, and those in the local community as well. And what must be especially nice for you in your role as the supporter liaison officer is, you know, the, the fans' kind of keenness, if you like, to, to improve the atmosphere on a match day as well with, you know, coming together and, and the 1887 on social media especially. And I, I know they've recently had an event at the Hourglass as well to kind of discuss, and to, this sounds like a terrible pun, but might work quite nicely to sort of drum up support. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> so, yeah, with the, you know, we're looking at all the time how we can improve the match the atmosphere. And, you know, we understand that sometimes it has been a bit, let's say, quiet. The way the, the away stand is built, you could have 20 supporters in the away stand. It was still out power in noise from anywhere else in the ground. But, you know, as a club, we've identified that there needs to be some improvement within the atmosphere. So we have worked with Terrace season ticket holders in particular, because that is where we produce much of the noise um, from the many chants that we have going for our players and staff as well. You know, these talks that we've had have been very progressive. Some great work has been done by these people alongside myself and Neil Peters, the head of business operations for the football club, and Tony Hector, one of our um, board directors, as panellists, shall we say, for the meetings. We've looked at how we can drum up the atmosphere by bringing back the drum to Adams Park, which is, again, something that the fans have wanted that we've spoken to. And we're currently going through the process at the moment of allocating that drummer um, to whoever it may be. 
but also looking at the pre-match music, something that we know supporters know when they hear a certain song that they might make a chant from it that is about a player or certain songs that fans know that there's it's like a countdown to kick off. So it might be 15 minutes to kick off when they hear a certain song. So we have got a list, a playlist of songs from up until kickoff now that have been introduced and they'll be played up until kickoff for fans to join in and have a good sing along as well. It feels really special, doesn't it? We're going into sort of a new era with a new manager, perhaps with new fans coming along as well, who, you know, go into the new season with anticipation. I think everyone goes into every new season with anticipation, don't they? But it's just, it's just a question of being able to maintain a really good atmosphere, as you say, at the ground and, and a real good feel-good factor going into the start of the campaign. Exactly. You know, the supports that we've been speaking to, they've been very great with working with us to want to improve the atmosphere. They're positive, just like we all are, you know, as you said, new players, new manager, new season. There's so much positivity, I would say, around Adams Park, around the training ground, from what we saw against Cardiff on Saturday as well. There's so much to look forward to that I think that will help build the atmosphere at the ground as well on match days. I'm really pleasing for yourself and the team going into the new season with, you know, when season tickets went on sale, just to have a fantastic uptake and, and people rebooking as well. Exactly. Renault's have gone really well. The subscription model that we have for a season ticket has just meant we've been able to retain a lot of our season ticket holders compared to other football clubs that might see a smaller loss in season ticket holders. The subscription meant we had about, I believe, 60% of our season ticket holder fan base from last season remain season ticket holders for this season. So they did not have to worry about renewing, which has just been brilliant for us. And it's meant we've been able to look at these other things like the atmosphere within the terrace and be able to make sure that all supporters are involved in that as well. And has there been a real sense of anticipation and excitement in the office just, you know, as the first match day approaches? Yes, as always, match week is our busiest week. I would say before every match day, it's the busiest week ever. Um, We're always running around the office, trying to think of new ideas on our feet that, you know, can drive attendances, not just for the fixture coming up. You know, we're working six weeks ahead, thinking six weeks time, what can we expect? What sort of themes can we do on match days? We've got a few themes coming up for match days this season, which we're planning for, which we're looking forward to announcing soon as well. But again, you know, tickets for Saturday, it's an excited time. We want fans to be here. We want fans to be sharing the positivity that we have seen off the field within the office. And, you know, when we speak to supporters that come into us on a non-match day just in the week, they're excited as well. They're ready to get going. They want to see what Matt Bloomfield can produce on the field as well. Really great to get the behind-the-scenes view from Ryan, who's from the ticket office at the club, and also the supporters liaison officer speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. And uh, there's more from him on the List Again feature on the website from this morning's mid-morning, which you can catch at, it was uh, just about 25 past 11 we spoke to him. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll hear the thoughts of some fans who caught up with Phil ahead of the big kickoff, and we'll hear from one of the nine new signings who, if he's in the 11 on Saturday, will be his 600th league start. Uh, but now, I'm very pleased to say we can chat to someone who uh, is the second longest-serving current player and has uh, in over, well, over 100 appearances uh, for the Blues, scoring um, two league goals. Uh, very pleased to say uh, Jack Grimmer joins us. A uh, very good evening to you, sir. Hello, mate. Good evening to you as well. A uh, real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much. I don't know if you remember, but we also spoke to you on the show before the first game of last season, so it feels sort of tradition now as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when you reached out. Uh, I was more than happy to come back 
No, it's a real pleasure to have um, you on. How was, your, how, how was your pre-season? Hope you had a hope you had a decent break before before it all started again in terms of the actual football as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a nice break. It's always good to get away with the family and refresh and um, you know get a fresh perspective on things, and then you come back sort of ready to go for the new season. I don't think players really like pre-season, though, do they? As as such. No, absolutely not. I think you you go from having the best month of your life on holiday, enjoying yourself with your family, to the worst month of your life when you're just running. But to be fair to the gaffer this season, uh, the preseason has actually flown past, and it's been really enjoyable. Um, you know, it, it, but we are fit and ready to go. So it's um, it's been a nice blend, I would say, of running and, and matches, which has made it pass really quickly. It's not been the best of weather for you, though, has it? Well, for me, it's been amazing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, for me, I've loved it. Um, I think there was a couple of days that it was sort of mid-20s and nothing but sunshine and all, all the boys were struggling in the heat with, with the runs that we had to do. So when we got a little bit of rain, I'm not going to lie, it was welcomed, but probably we were the only people that liked the rain that day. So how did you find the pre-season games themselves? They're good. They're always tricky, I think, because you are trying to... Inevitably, you are trying to get fitness, but you also want to win the game. I think winning becomes a habit very quickly. And, you know, that is always tough to do with. We've had such new faces this season. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of vital that we all gel as quickly as we can. But with that, you need to get the fitness work in. You need to stay away from injury. And I think the boys have hit the ground running. And, you know, hopefully that proves um, to be the case on Saturday. And do we see you have the captain's armband in some of the, some of the preseason games as well? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've, uh, you know, the gaffer has, you know, been very, very nice to. I find myself being very fortunate to to have the armband. You know, when JJ hasn't been playing, I think he touched on it there about being the second longest serving player, which is, you know, something I'd never envisioned because you know until Wickham I had never really felt that settled. And then you join a club as great as Wickham's with the fan base and the community feel to it, and you all of a sudden feel at home. So. Yeah, I feel very fortunate to any time that I put on the armband for Wickham and um you know, hopefully I don't do it that often because it means JJ is not playing, but um but when it when it happens I'm I'm very I feel very fortunate. Does it feel really special as well? Because you're part of, I guess, a fairly exclusive club who, who've played more than a hundred times uh, for this club. It's it's really nice when we speak to ex players as well who've who've kind of passed that milestone as well. Yeah, I think it is a great milestone to pass for any club, but for such a family orientated club um you know the the players come back and still speak so highly of their time there it is it is a really, really nice feeling I'm, you know not quite as long as jj is part of the furniture but i'm sure i'm well on my way it must feel quite nice for you in a way because because you are so well established and, and you know what you know the new faces who come in this season and, and previous seasons it feels like for them and, and great that you can kind of make them feel so welcome you know remembering what it was like for you when you were new yeah exactly i think it's you know a team and a club that is massively evolved since I joined the club and it's about the next steps to how we can continue to take it forward you know I think probably last season and the season before you know you start the expectation with the expectation on your shoulders of that the fans want to get promoted and that that was obviously never the case when I first joined so it was you know I've been thinking a lot recently about how I can help the club evolve and you know with the change of manager it's quite nicely timed that you know we're maybe going in a new direction now and you know, hopefully it's a successful one. As a dressing room, do you make a sort of conscious effort as well at the beginning of the season to think, well, you know, we did this last season, it'd be brilliant to sort of build on that and, and you know, achieve a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the it's been helped massively by the 
players that the gaffer has managed to get in. You know, you look at the faces and the names coming in the door with the wealth of experience, also with blended with the you know the youth and the excitement that they might bring as well. Um, I think if we can get the younger players hitting the ground running and up to speed with the men's game quickly, you know, I've seen enough in training to to think that they're going to be excellent players for us. So it's you know credit must go to the gaffer for the work he's put in over the summer. I mean, us players are away enjoying ourselves, and he's probably never off his phone. So you know, I think the credit definitely goes to him and the recruitment team of you know Mitch and and everyone behind the scenes and the obviously the owners for backing him. And, it does it fills us with a lot of positivity for the season ahead and does it feel like we'll hear from the manager as well but a bit of a sort of a new era as well you know the start of his first you know sort of full season in charge yeah I think it was always good to get away on the off season and you know kind of gives you a bit of perspective on what's happened and you know it also makes you excited for what's to come and I think we've had lots of discussions over the summer about what direction the club wants to move in and you know, I'm just honestly, I just feel sort of fortunate and excited that I'm a part of it and that I'm here um, because, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the gaffer, you know, since he's came in. He's not that we needed a breath of fresh air, but it, it is it has felt like that at times. So it's, um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, kick on and we can repay the faith in, that he's shown in, in us and we can have a positive start. And as players, do you feel, you know, each season it seems, doesn't it, that, that League One feels feels a bit sort of tighter and a bit closer with, with the teams that have come up and, and those that have come down as well? Yeah, I think there there isn't much to separate League One sides. I think most leagues are, are pretty similar, but League One always seems to be the league that I think a lot of teams start their, their, start their season with the ambition of at least making the top six. Um, you know, I think I've seen a lot of teams, your Portsmouths and your even your Stevenage, you know, they've all signed a lot of players and it's just how quickly they can get those players to gel. I think it definitely is a competitive league that I think anyone fancies their chances in making a run for the playoffs. And do you have sort of personal goals going into the season that you know, you'd like to achieve that, that you'll feel has been a successful season? Uh, honestly, to if the, if the club ends up in, you know, the playoffs are promoted, then I don't really care what I've done in the season. But, you know, from a personal note, I think you touched on it there, two goals I think I would like to be scoring more but you know as long as I'm on the pitch and helping contribute to wins I'm you know I'll happily go under the radar and just do my bit behind the scenes and it must be quite difficult to sort of predict in a way what's going to happen on Saturday because you know two teams at Adams Park who've who've gone through so many changes since since they last met as well yeah they have yeah they've you know had a few of their players cherry picked but it is the first game of the season is always a funny one because, you know, you don't really know how any team is shaping up and there's always quite a few surprises, surprising results. But I, the one thing I will say for the, you know, for the fans and what we have in mind is that, you know, no, your position isn't sorted by the first or the second or the third league game. So it is, it's one that we're desperate to win, but it's one that by any means doesn't define our season, of course. But, um, you know, I think if you can get, especially at home, I've been very lucky that we've, normally I think started every season at home and we've normally had a good result so you know if we can just start the same on Saturday I think it gives everyone that bit of momentum and great for you as players as well to, to I guess sort of put on a good show for the, for the fans that are coming especially for the first game of the season yeah exactly you know I, I heard your interview before uh, coming on about getting sort of bums on seats as you wish and, and it is an important thing for us you know we do want to put on a show we want people to come and see us play and because I can tell you for for definite that it does make a difference for us players. You know, hearing the support from the side is 
is always massive for us, especially when there's you know tricky games at the backs against the wall. That encouragement from the side really, really is the, can be the difference. So, like you say, if we can start positive and put on a good show, then you know hopefully that that'll encourage more fans to come along. Well, we wish you all the best for Saturday. Obviously, the upcoming season. Look forward to, to catching up with you throughout the campaign as well. That's great, mate. Thanks again for having me. A real pleasure to chat to you. Uh, Jack Grimmer speaking to us here at Wickham Sound ahead of Saturday's opening game of the season. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on the final uh, part of the first Wickham Wanderer show before the season, uh, although we did do one last week as well for uh, Joe Jacobson's testimony. I hope you enjoyed the Cardiff game if you went along to that. Uh, of course, there's football back at Adams Park this Saturday with Exeter City. We'll hear from Matt Bloomfield and Richard Keogh. Uh, still to come this hour as well. Uh, plus, uh, much to look forward to in terms of the season on the Wickham Wanderer show as well. Uh, there's a brand new post-match show to look out for as well uh, after the uh, game has finished on a Saturday. Uh, we'll be bringing you uh, live commentary on a Tuesday night as well MK Dons this coming uh, Tuesday as well Uh, much to uh, look forward to as mentioned we'll be bringing you uh, regular uh, reports and updates from the Wiccan Wanderers women camp obviously with the Women's World Cup on currently as well Uh, they're having a number of pre-season friendlies uh, the first team at the moment and their season doesn't start uh, I think till the first week in September but uh, we'll be bringing you uh, interviews with the manager and many of the players as well and of course we'll be uh, resuming our partnership with the Wiccan Wanderers ex-players association as well as you've heard throughout the uh, uh, show so far though uh, you're probably aware as well that uh, a lot's being done to improve the atmosphere at Adams Park if you're listening to Ringing the Blues on Tuesday night uh, a new home here on Wickham Sound for uh, Phil's excellent podcast uh, he has been speaking to a number of members of the 1887 who've been uh, meeting and uh, planning what they can do uh, at Adams Park so Matt Bloomfield has assembled his squad. Things are looking great on the pitch. But what about off the pitch and in the terrace and the stands in particular? Well, this summer, the 1887, a fans group has formed to boost the atmosphere at Adams Park to get behind our heroes and help them uh, get three points on a Saturday at Adams Park. And we're joined by Dan Clark, Carl Drummond and Chris Spratt of the 1887 to find out a bit more. Good evening, gents. How are we doing? Evening, Phil. Yeah, not bad. Evening, so let's get the uh, the name out of the way. 1887, for those of us who are, are new to the club or may not understand, why is it the 1887? Because that's the year that the club were formed. So we thought that it was a really good way of actually remembering our history and engaging with those fans who actually may not be familiar with our past. OK, and Carl, we've spoken before about the the, the challenges of the atmosphere on the terrace in particular. Yeah. Um, so what, what are the objectives of the group and, and how are they going to achieve those? Um, really, the objectives that we, we wanted to, when we touched on this a couple of seasons back, Phil, it was about uniting the terrace and not only the terrace, but the fan base as one. That's what we wanted. And we wanted to have an area initially to begin with where fans could come together. We can all congregate in the same area with the same intention, which is really just getting behind the team every week and supporting the team in the most positive manner that we can. Excellent. And... Is there any sort of inspiration? I mean, I've been to football in Europe and around the world and other places. There's always sort of crazy drummers or musicians or just people in general, as you say, congregating in, a, in an agreed area almost, a sort of unofficial area. Is there any inspiration out there, any particular clubs that we think, yeah, we can do that? Yeah, I mean, we've spoken to a couple of the football organisations around the country. So the Ipswich have been really helpful with us because they've got their own 
fans group. They've been great. We've given us some advice. Uh, in terms of other inspiration, I mean, if you look to um, what Crystal Palace have done with the Homestale Fanatics in their end, they've done fantastic since they formed over the years and they've really brought positive changes to their football club as well um, with their atmosphere and, and their displays, which, I mean, they're breathtaking week by week. Some of them, they're brilliant. Uh, there's also a bit of fundraising element, Dan, as well, which is uh, has raised an awful amount of money uh, very quickly. What's going to be done with that? Absolutely. I mean, to be honest with you, when we first started this, we didn't know what kind of traction it would get. We knew there was a desire for something like this, and we knew people did want to do something about kind of getting the atmosphere going. But uh, when we put the fundraising out, it just flew. I mean, literally overnight, didn't it? It was unbelievable. Our, our plans, essentially, everything that we use it for is either going towards contributing towards the atmosphere or, or um, initiatives around the club that is going to improve, you know, match day experience. So. We've already invested in some banners and some flag poles, which are crazy expensive for, for what they are. But, uh, you know, things things like that. And and we've got rigor and structure in place to kind of decide right over the next few months, this is what we're going to spend it on. Obviously, with it being a fan-led initiative, we're putting out designs and things like that to the fans, getting them to vote on the designs that they like and and, and things like that. So it's quite important that we we kind of keep on that track um and and just use it wisely and there's a social side to this as well i mean i couldn't go on friday unfortunately but you've all met in the pub already and i'm sure well all the best ideas come from the pub don't they as the evening wears on they get progressively better the ideas i find how was that it was great it was a really nice evening it was a chance a great chance to meet people who we've interacted with online chance to put like faces to to twitter names and just a chance to share ideas um, and share chance and share quite a few drinks, as Kyle will testify. I'm, I'm just about over my hangover now. <laughs> I mean, without wanting to get too serious, I mean, we've just come through a pandemic. I've noticed in society, not just in football, quite a lot of changes out there. And I think football has, has really felt those as well. Uh, do you think that the pandemic had an effect really on on the atmosphere, not just at Adams Park, but just around football grounds in general? Yeah, I think it has. I think football culture has changed a lot, certainly since the times like in the mid-90s when most of us started going on the terrace as well. And there's lots of reasons for that. Certainly the pandemic has been one of them. And I think a large part of what we're trying to do with the 1887 isn't just about making the atmosphere better in the terrace, which obviously we want to do. Um, Obviously, as Carl's alluded to, making the, the atmosphere better in other parts of the ground as well, but also bringing back like the community element of what football is. And that community element isn't just about going on the Saturdays and going on the terraces. It's actually opening it up for everybody. So the 1887 is not just about those who are going to stand in the terrace. It's not even just about those who are going to be in the family stand, the Frank Adams or the beach scene or whatever. If you are passionate about this football club, as we all are, if you want this football club to do better and be better like we all do, then the 1887 is for you. And one of the great things, Friday was certainly great, but just for chance to share ideas on Twitter and through the social media like we've had and some of the chance we've had has just been fantastic. And I think that's the whole point of what we're trying to do, bring that community element 
back and make it a more unified way in which like it used to be in the past great to hear from the 1887 gang who uh, have been chatting to phil and if you missed it you can hear it in full on the ringing the blues podcast uh, which includes uh, some brilliant uh, chat about chance uh, jack grimmer has an abba based chant of course and there are some some new ones to listen out for as well and of course uh, if you've listened to ringing the blues you'll know that uh, a club the club is looking for an anthem uh, dusty springfield only want to be with you is uh, definitely one up for consideration with the lyrics and the fact that uh, dusty springfield went to school in sands as well so there's uh, all sorts of links there wherever you get your uh, podcasts from you can hear that in full and uh, don't forget if you haven't heard uh, ringing the blues is part of our coverage here on Wickham Sound now you can catch it on a Tuesday evening from 7 uh, also on a Thursday uh, if you're listening to the podcast uh, it's on a Thursday if you're listening now it's now uh, from 7 uh, another uh, series of the Wickham Wanderer show and then on a match day uh, for the home games our match build up uh, kicks off from midday with Rob and the team in the car park uh, you'll also uh, get uh, Nigel and Sally and Luke there as well and then uh, Phil, of course, and all, all your match build up for kick, live kickoff and com- live kickoff uh, commentary from three. The, the, the kickoff will be live. I can guarantee you that. Full commentary on one hundred six point six FM. Uh, also, the away games. The match build up starts from two hours before. And uh, also, there's a brand new post-match show for this season to look out for as well. It felt like I took quite a long time to explain all that. But anyway, <laughs> it'll be fine. That's that done. Uh, lots to look forward to in, in the New Look side. We'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield as well. But first, I've been catching up with one of the nine new signings. Uh, a player, as mentioned a little earlier on, who, if he's in the eleven, will be his 600th league start. Uh, Richard Keogh. Let's find out how he's settling in. Really well, really well, yeah. I think it helps that uh, I played uh, against a lot of the lads throughout my career, but um, yeah, settled in so well. I say, I think think the, the club itself is, is very easy to fit in here and everyone's so welcoming, everyone's really like good to help. And um, so yeah, I, f- I feel like I've probably been here longer than I have, it's been a couple of months, but um, I probably feel like I've been here a lot longer. So um, that's credit to everyone here really, but um, yeah, loving it, loving the... Uh, training every day with the boys and getting to know them a little bit better as well and um, yeah so really 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 enjoyable Is there a real familiarity in a way from your, from your time here before? Yeah of course like naturally when you come through the training ground you know all the, all the memories come flooding back and um, I was a lot younger then but um, but still no you never you never that, that feeling never loses you you know when you, when you when you come into training every day and you know we're very fortunate to do the job we do and like I say so I love I love just getting out there and, and, and just training and, and, and playing football every day and um so yeah, like I say, naturally it was uh some, some great memories come flooding back when I when I first come back through the door. So uh yeah, credit to everyone really. And it's something that's especially exciting, the experience that you've, you know, picked up at other clubs that you're looking to bring here and, and help both on and off the pitch. No, exactly that. I think like I say, when we in, we in the gaffer spoke in the summer, that was a big part of it as well. I think um you know the group's got some, you know, some good experienced players, but it felt like we probably needed another one. Hence why I, I, I'll probably come into the mix of it. But um, again, yeah, like I say, like I, I, I want to contribute on the pitch, but again, I'm, I'm here to help. And you know, I think um, in sort of my situation, I was lucky that I learned from sort of senior pros, and I, I always said to myself, I wanted to do that. I wanted to give back. I've been an experienced, you know, I managed to play quite a lot of games and seen a lot of things, so I enjoy that part of it just as much as. Is training and playing every day. I love trying to get, give back and help, and yeah, and, that, and that's why I'm here as well for the for the younger group to sort of lean on if they need to, and um, yeah, so that, that that's why I'm here as well. It must be nice, especially you know, for players in your position as well, just to sort of come to you and say, you know, any any questions? No, exactly that, exactly that. You know, because 
I did the same when I was younger, you know what I mean? I learned from some great players and um, yeah, I just wanted to be a sponge and I wanted to soak up all the information and um, yeah, I just like again, I just that's what I tried to do throughout my career. I just try to try to get the best out of myself every day and um, yeah, and see where it took me. But yeah, exactly, that's why I'm here. If you know, there might be a situation where I've sort of maybe seen a lot more times or experienced than some of the younger centre halves or so yeah, if they want to say, oh, in this situation, what do you think? And like, say you can pass on. Not that it's it's, it's going to be hundred percent correct all the time, but like. I feel like I've probably got a good a good understanding of, of a lot of the situation. So, um, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm here to pass on pass on what I can, and, and you know, it, it, it helps me as a player because I'm I'm I'm, I'm learning. But um, hopefully, I can I can make them better players as well. And you've been a captain, of course, as well. And it must be fantastic to be part of that kind of senior senior group as well. Yeah, no, exactly. That I've been quite fortunate that I have been been captain at certain clubs I've been at, and um, and my country as well. Lucky enough for a couple of times. So. Yeah, listen, like I say, there's, there's great senior pros here and, um, yeah, just to, to come in and be part of that group, like I say, we're, uh, you know, we've got a real good um, experienced group, like I say, and we just want to, yeah, pass on really and, 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 and just make everyone feel comfortable because I think when you're comfortable and you're you're relaxed and um, you can play your best football, so I think that's, a, you know, a great part of what we do here and, like I say, that's to credit to, like, you know, JJ, Voxy, people like that have been here a long time, GMAC, Scurry, so... Yeah, credit to them really. Does it feel like a really enjoyable, uh, exciting time to be joining with you know the, the the new arrivals and obviously the manager starting his first full season as well? Hundred percent. I think that's a big reason why not just I signed. I think a lot of people signed. I think you can feel feel the feel the buzz around it. Um, you know, Wickham Wickham's been successful in the last you know ten years, and obviously when um, Gareth done a fantastic job and they experienced some highs, but naturally in in football you know things change. Like and you know you want it to all last forever, but. Um, the gaffer coming in and like say having the experience of Colchester, but coming here and you know he's a Wickham man, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He, he gets the club, he, he he understands the club so much, and um, like I say, he wants to put his own little sort of stamp on it. So I think everyone's really excited, like I say, with the players we've brought in, and um, so yeah, just can't wait to get going now, really. And does it feel like it seems like each season League One seems even tighter, doesn't it? And uh, it's the teams that have come down obviously have come up. No, exactly that. It's, it's, it's such a tough league. I think the quality is, is definitely gone gone through the roof in the last few years for sure um, it's never an easy league to get out of um, yeah like you say I feel like the quality's really improved you know it's probably a mini championship really a lot of the teams have been in the championship haven't they so um, again it's going to be a tough season like you say there's going to be bumps along the way but um, yeah I'm really excited about this group and what we can achieve and like I say if we just keep working hard on the training pitch and keep trying to get the best out of ourselves and you know anything's possible I was saying as well that if you make an appearance on Saturday, it'll be your 600th, which is a, it's a fantastic kind of landmark yeah. for you. No, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Seth mentioned me that. To be fair, it's a bit of a pretty wild stat when he said it, but um, yeah, listen, obviously, if I can play Saturday, then that's that's that would be amazing. You know, I've never really thought about stuff like that. I think when you're emotionally in it, I think you're just thinking about the next game or what you can do and recovering and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's something to be proud of. I think. Like I say, I think when I, I finally do sort of retire, I'll probably appreciate these things a little bit more. But at the moment, like I say, I just want to make sure that I can be at the top of my game and, and like I say, and try and, and try and contribute in any way I can. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of it. Richard Keogh speaking to us at the training ground. <laughs> That's the music you can hear in the background. Might have been rain as well. Did rain a lot whilst we were there. I also took the opportunity to speak to Matt Bloomfield, of course, who's starting his full uh, first full season in charge, having taken over 
at, uh, I guess, a difficult point in, at the end of last season after uh, Gareth Ainsworth moved to QPR. It must have felt like a bit like you know getting on a, a runaway train, or certainly a moving train, not necessarily a runaway, but uh, fantastic to have the summer and the pre-season to, to bring in new faces into his, his backroom staff and also the playing side as well, and also get the team uh, over the summer playing how he'd like to as well. Yeah, it does feel like a, a bit of a fresh start, I guess. You know, there's been loads of change over the summer probably more than what we envisaged going into into the summer break in May so there's been lots of change it's enabled us to get some good working on the grass and we're looking forward to getting going you know like I say it's it's been a, a really interesting summer um, really exciting uh, and frustrating in equal measures in for different reasons but um, we're extremely excited to get going on Saturday. Are you really pleased with the, the business that you've done and, and those that you've recruited? Oh most certainly so you know I think there's been uh, you know, a couple of months of real hard work in terms of it was obviously slow to start off with, but all the work was going on in the background, and it's amazing how suddenly it all came together within the space of a couple of weeks. We suddenly got a lot of signings in the door, so I've got to be really, really pleased about that. Um, a lot of hard work's gone in, and, and, and we're pleased with the players we've got in to complement the boys we, we already had in the building. Is there any sort of behind the scenes stuff you can tell us that these players that you've sort of targeted for a while, or have you just been looking at more recently? I mean, uh, Dale Taylor, I went to watch. Uh, in the uh, final week of the season Burton played against Cambridge and I travelled to Burton to watch before we went to Portsmouth on the Sunday I went to watch Dale uh, obviously he scored against us and was a pest all afternoon and I wanted to go and watch him again so I went to watch him uh, obviously Kean we went to watch as well went to Stevenage to watch Spurs against Man City under 21 to get a good look at him before the end of the last season so this has it's been a good few months work which obviously Luke Leahy we've known about a long time and we just had to be patient with that one whether he was going to be available or not and uh, we were really pleased to get him in the door so none of these are overnight you know they seem to be feel really sort of uh, quick when it comes to a resolution it suddenly drops it's it's all exciting but you know it's months of, of hard work and conversations and um, background checks because you have to make sure that you get the right people in the building as well as the right players. And how do you feel you've done in pre-season with the players, both on the training pitch and what you wanted to get across, and both in the games? Yeah, I think, as with any new group, it's going to take time. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There's going to be lots of time for learning along the way. Like I say, we're integrating a new group, putting that group together, which is going to be an interesting way of doing it. There's obviously a lot of new faces. It's been extremely frustrating to not have everybody outside all of pre-season. It would have been incredible to have six weeks of one group all working together but we've had to try and drip feed it in different places as much as possible so obviously these are the challenges that, that football management brings and we just try and approach it head on as much as we possibly can Is there anything in particular you'll be expecting or looking for on Saturday from the players? Hard work determination resilience togetherness um, running for the badge being there for each other You know, they're the basics of any football team that's half decent that's that's the basics of what we want to see from our boys of course there's technical and tactical stuff that we've been working on that we would like to see but in terms of what I want to see and have to see it's all about the hard work togetherness and, and team spirit uh, and everything else comes off the back of that obviously you don't look too far ahead but August seems a really busy month doesn't it is that a good thing in a way because you'll be able to get a good look at, at everyone I'll be honest I've never understood why you suddenly go from having three months without any football to playing five games in two weeks it doesn't really make sense to me if I'm honest in terms of you know coming off the back of a pre-season but I've never understood it as a player or as a coach or as a manager but that's the way it goes and we have to approach it as best we can um, it's going to be interesting isn't it I think because there's new protocols around added time multi-balls to ball in play time and so I think uh, it's going to be an interesting start to the season uh, I believe that 
substitutions are going to be important because it's going to be a squad game for us. Um, so, yeah, it's a busy start, but we're looking forward to getting stuck into the games. And exciting for the fans, and I'm sure for you and the team as well, to be, to be starting at home. Oh, most certainly so. I've, I've been really pleased with, you know, I've been getting feedback from Sess and, and the media team about, you know, the fans have been receiving our new signings and seem to be really excited about the season. So um, we're really pleased to be starting off the season at home and we want to put on a good show as best we possibly can. And really pleasing for you as well that supporters are making a real effort to improve the atmosphere at the ground and you've switched the dugouts as well, part of that. Yeah, most certainly so. Again, I, at Colchester, I was near the home fans and it felt great for me to, to do that. And, and here, uh, one of the things I wanted to do over the summer was to be closer to our, our supporters. I've always been really lucky to have a real good relationship with them and I wanted to be close to them. Um, and I know there's a lot of work going on about improving the atmosphere as well. So I just feel like everyone's buying in, everyone's trying to help us move forward. Obviously, you know, we want to be successful within the parameters of, of what we can live, how we can live as a football club, and, and I think we need to make sure we do that. Is that something that's especially exciting for you, just seeing all, all your plans come to fruition? Yeah, most definitely, because you know you, you can work as hard as you can behind the scenes, but the only thing that matters is, is a Saturday afternoon. We have to be really mindful of the fact that, as a football club, we've been chasing the championship for, for two years, and, and Rob and Pete have been back in that, but we have to make sure that you know, uh, the survival of this football club and, and who we are and what we stand for is the most important thing and I have to be mindful of, of that when I'm running the club, which which is absolutely fine. You know, the club the club is everything to me and it's everything to the supporters and we have to be like I say, we want to be successful within the means of what we what we can be. And I guess we say this about any team coming but but extra will provide a, a real challenge I guess too. Yeah, they were very good, weren't they, when they played here last season, when we played against them, the way they moved the ball, the energy they played with, um, their pressing, the way they passed through the lines. I thought they were extremely impressive, so it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, we've watched their game against Coventry from last weekend. We know know what they're going to bring, but one of the things I do want to concentrate on this season is us and being the best version of ourselves that we can be. And if we can do that more often than not, then we believe that we can pick up points. And what would be your message to supporters going into what's well, not only just a new season, but it feels like kind of a new era as well? Yeah, it does feel like that. I guess with uh, with the, the gaffer here previously being here for so long, whenever he left, it was always going to be uh, a tough act to follow and a, and a new era, so to speak. So uh, a message for the supporters is, is number one, thanks for their support so far. And, and I hope they're really looking forward to the season as, as we are. We'll give it everything we've got and, and we're looking forward to the the roller coaster that we're about to embark on. Pleasure to speak to you, the manager. Big thanks to him and uh, all our guests this week on the Wickham Wanderer Show. A quick reminder as well to uh, listen out for the return of Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. Uh, also, the guys that uh, work on this show, including uh, Phil and Luke, who've, who's been signed to the media team uh, of the club you might have seen, and Craig and Nigel and myself as well. We've all put in our uh, predictions. <laughs> uh, they're in a sealed envelope. Uh, can't tell you what they are, but um, possibly a bit over-optimistic in some cases. <laughs> or perhaps a bit more pessimistic than others uh, but we'll be revealing those on the last show of the season as well if you are going down to Adams Park on Saturday do enjoy the day hopefully it's a fantastic game it'll be brilliant to see the new kit uh, the new players and uh, hopefully a fantastic result as result uh, for the home team hope you've enjoyed the show uh, we'll be back at the same time next week many thanks indeed for listening and uh, up the week